If you need a laugh, here on your behalf It's bad mates, are we fighting crime? Or just wasting time? It's bad mates, lunch, boom, crash, kapow Stream a download, holy cow You can stop listening now to bad mates Because we're bad mates Hello and welcome to Batmates. Uh, my name is Becca, and uh, we're not we're not doing any jokes this week. I just really miss that old British fool. Yeah, this is the episode that we're doing after we recorded the episode about Alfred's death, so we're a little bummed out. Yeah. My name is Josh, and uh, I guess we should just hop into the comic. Yeah. Well, do you want to do news first? No, you're right. You're right. We should do news first. Yeah. There's still a lot going on in the world, even without our beautiful British manservant around to serve us tea and crumpets and be an inspiration to us all. But, uh, we can, we can still report the news. Yeah. We're bat. we're, we're a Batman podcast. We mostly talk about the silver age. Uh, and usually we talk about villains, but I don't know. We, we tried to do a one-off and talk about Alfred and I don't know. It just ended up, ended up bumming us out. Yeah. That's how I feel. I think this comic is a little markedly sillier. Yeah, I think honestly my mood is going to vastly improve by the time we're talking about the comic. Okay. But uh, let's let's talk about news first. Okie doke. Uh, so this week the news has a theme and that theme is in development. Oh. Uh, talking about projects that are currently in development. Got it. First one is The Batman, which is uh, the movie that we are all the waiting for, <laughs> excited for in 2022. We're excited for The Batman and The Suicide Squad. Yeah, super excited. The Batman finished filming just a couple days ago, and I was trying to find the tweet that I saw. I mm-hmm. don't remember exactly who sent it out. Uh, I don't know if it was the director or somebody else who worked on the production, but they basically tweeted, like, The Batman wrapped filming. You guys aren't ready for this. Like, really, really hyped. Oh. Really excited. So it got me excited. Um, and I cannot wait to see that movie. Yeah, I can't wait to see what their take on it is. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been listening to some of our old episodes, editing them. Uh, if anybody wants to check that out, I redid, uh, remastered episodes one and three. Uh, so there's a little better audio quality and uh, a little shorter and, and stuff, tighter. We, we're just really excited for this. Like, we, we want to see what their take is and we want to see what, what it's like. And mm. I hope that they they do Batman justice, you know? Justice. Yeah. <laughs> to add to the long Halloween rumors, uh, Matt Reeves, I think, somebody tweeted out. Uh, actually, I think this one was Matt Reeves. Okay. Uh, tweeted out a picture uh, from set that had a Valentine's Day card. And I think there was another card in the last trailer that makes you think that like that was like five months before. I don't exactly remember which holiday it was. Oh. But so, yeah, it could be a okay. long Halloween sort of situation. That's pretty neat. Very exciting. Yeah. Hope- and, and and obviously it's going to be like their own take on it. So yeah. we'll get to, hopefully it will be better than the long Halloween animated movie. Right? Did they make one? No, they, they didn't. They haven't yet. That's right. I'm thinking of... Hush? Hush. That's yes. what I'm thinking of. Uh, they are doing Long Halloween. It's coming soon. I'm not jazzed for it. Mm. But I don't know. It could be okay, I guess. Okay. I don't know. They burned me on Hush. And really? I just don't trust that studio anymore. Is it the same? Is it a different studio than the one that did Dark Knight Returns? Because I really like that one. It's always it's been the same studio. It's they Warner just, Brothers Animation. Yeah, right? they yeah. just you know they're they're kind of hit or miss. They get budget cuts a lot. Yeah. And it, it shows. 
Yeah. But I do like a lot of their movies. Okay. So any more news about The Batman? Uh, no more news about The Batman. Uh, the next item I have is about The Flash. Oh. Uh, which is not usually in our purview, but... Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League is coming out. This kind of ties into that. Okay. Um, there's an actress named Kirzy Clemens who you, if you see a picture of her, you might recognize her as somebody who appeared in the Snyder Cut trailer when uh, Barry is like saving her from a car wreck. He's like not wearing shoes. And oh. She's like, he's like laying her gently down in the street. Um, so she plays Iris West. And it was all scenes from the Justice League that were cut. It was supposed to, like, set up her character to appear later in The Flash. So she's been officially cast as Iris West in The Flash as well. Oh. Wait, in The Flash television show, you're saying? No. Oh, no, no. In a Flash movie. Yes. That's going to be part of the DC Snyderverse. Oh, Mm -hmm. interesting. I didn't even know that they were doing a Flash movie in the Snyderverse. Yes, you did. I did? The one that's going to have Michael Keaton in it. No, that was an episode of... The Flash television? No, I'm thinking... No, that was Kevin Conroy. That was Kevin Conroy. That's when I met him in the Vancouver airport was he was on his way to film that. I'm I'm just all confused about this. Okay. You knew about this somewhere in the back of your mind. Okay. They were making a Flash movie. Okay. It's heavily based on Flashpoint. And that both Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton are returning as Batman. Oh, yes. okay, okay. You have heard this. I know we've probably about we this. probably covered it in news, and I just forgot. Yeah, there's so much <laughs> Batman content coming out. I honestly don't blame you for forgetting. <laughs> and also, it's it's very similar to like there's a Spider-Man movie coming out that may or may not have Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in it. There's a lot to remember these days. Okay, it's hard to be who we are. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's exciting. Last piece of news, which I am super excited about, is that it was suggested during AT&T's Analyst and Investor Day that WB and DC are still working on a Batgirl film, which has been rumored and in production for years. Yeah. Yeah. And so, excited about that, I made a list of my top Batgirls. Okay. And I will, since I know you're bad with names. I am very bad with names. Well, specifically celebrities. Yes. I'm bad with names in general, but I don't know who celebrities are most of the time. Okay, I'll explain to you and the listeners, even though our listeners, I'm pretty sure are smarter than you in this category, (laughs) who these women are that I'm talking about and just get your reaction on what you would think of them. Okay, okay. Um, So I'll start with the one that you already saw somebody's like doctored up photo of, Uh which is Anya Taylor-Joy, who played the Queen's Gambit in the Queen's (laughs) Gambit. She has a real name in them. Yes. Okay. She was in Queen's Gambit and she was in The Vavitch. Oh, okay. It's a okay. great movie. Yeah, I mean, I liked her in Queen's Gambit, and mm. uh, although her her personality was kind of flat in that, and mm. I feel like the other thing that I've seen her like trailers for stuff that she's also been in, she also seems like she kind of has a flat personality. I don't know if she's animated enough to be Barbara Gordon. Mm-hmm. I have seen her, especially in The Witch, which is really called The Witch. Um, <laughs> it's just what we call it. Uh, she has a can have a big personality. She is a really great actress. Um, mm-hmm. I agree with you that her performance in The Queen's Gambit was like understated for a reason, and she did a fantastic job with that. Here's yeah. the thing with Barbara, is you need someone who can be really spunky and also conceivably extremely smart. And yeah. we know that yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy can play ridiculously smart, but can she play that like kind of spunky, quirky, cool, like nerdy, lovable Barbara that yeah. we all know and love? Yeah. Okay, so Anya Taylor-Joy is one of them. Who's mm-hmm. next? Uh, Sophia Lillis, who played Beverly Marsh in It Chapter One. 
Like oh. the movie that you saw. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to cast younger because, like, obviously I could have been, like, Amy Adams, Jessica Chastain. Like, Amy Adams is too old. Yeah, there's all these actresses who I was thinking of. I was like, they're a little too old. I would really want a Barbara who's somewhere between the age of, like, 15 and 22. Yeah. Which is why yeah. I chose all younger actresses. I can tell her Joy's getting up there, but she can play pretty young. Yeah. Depending on what wig you give her. <laughs> so Sophia Lillis, um, extremely quirky and spunky and fun in chapter one. Her character wasn't, like, overly book smart in that, but really street smart, which yeah. was interesting. Yeah. And she also played Nancy Drew. I mean... I feel like Barbara's kind of a very Nancy Drew-ish character. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And and I think you can write smart. Yeah. Like, you can write somebody to be smart as long as the actress can get, like, the pronunciations and stuff right. Yeah. They can... <laughs> We actually watched uh, Molly's Game last night, yeah. uh, and this isn't about Jessica Chastain's character in that, but there was one character who, she's talking about all the like women who worked for her running the poker game, and she's like, they were all like hot Playboy models, but this one could code. And all the girl did was like turn a laptop towards her, and she's like, here's his bank account information. <laughs> like, it was like, all right, I guess <laughs> you're going to tell me this woman can code well, would a you master rather, hacker. Would you rather the movie have shown you a Playboy bunny sitting there going, ah! Ah, my if statement didn't have a bracket at the end. <laughs> Why won't it work? Yeah, no, I would have loved that. <laughs> that would have been great. All right. Annie Taylor-Joy, Sophia Lillias. Next one is Sadie Sink, who played Max in Stranger Things. Max in Stranger Things. Oh, oh okay. Girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, is she too young? She's actually 19. Really? Yeah, she was born in 2002. Oh, my goodness. I know, right? She's, I thought she, because she's playing like a, what is that, a seventh grader or something? Or an eighth grader in this movie, in this uh, In that that show? show? Yeah, but you gotta remember, Stranger Things went off the air like two years ago. That's true. And it was filmed like a year before that. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, they still have another, they still have another season to go. They have another season coming up. Are they going to be in high school for that? I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I would assume it was also filmed a while ago. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. She would be an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. She was a, a good actress in that. I, I liked her character. I know some people didn't. She's a little tomboyish in that character. And I honestly can only really go off of Max. It's the only thing I've seen her as. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if she would make a great Barbara, but she does have red hair. So <laughs> that's why I put her on the list. She's a young actress and she has red hair. She could she could probably get a, a, a glow up, you know? Yeah. She could do herself up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the other one I put on this list, because um, I didn't want to make it all white actresses, and I know that's like a really big push in Hollywood now, is to think outside the box in terms of casting. Uh, so I chose Zendaya, who plays MJ in the Spider-Man movies, because mm. uh, we already have seen her cross those boundaries uh, into playing a lovable, known as a white character in the comics, but people were able to be like, all right, well, she's still a great actress and okay. she did a great job in that. She definitely can play smart. She yeah. is super smart in the Spider-Man movies. And I think she's also like super fun and interesting. And she has that sort of like Robin talkback quality. I guess. Yeah. Does, uh, did the Snyderverse establish, not that it would matter because you could always say like she's adopted or like, Jim Gordon had a black wife or something. Yeah. But did, has Jim Gordon... She plays Michael Keaton's daughter in Spider-Man, so... Oh, wait, no, no, she doesn't. That's another girl. I was going to say, what Never the mind. heck? What are you talking about? No, that's another girl who's also mixed race, though. Okay, okay. But but have has the Snyderverse shown Jim Gordon? I don't... Yeah. It has? It's, okay. It's uh, J. Jonah Jameson, confusingly. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah. What's the actor's real name? Uh, his real name is J.K. Simmons, which I didn't need to Google because I am a real fan. Oh, yeah. I've watched every episode of Oz twice. Sure. And I saw Whiplash. Did you see Whiplash? <laughs> I did not see Whiplash. I saw Whiplash and I'm constantly like, are you rushing or are you dragging? I'm a huge J.K. Simmons fan. No one can tell me different. I even saw La La Land for him. I did not like that movie. Was he in La He was in La La Land. He's the guy who fires Ryan Gosling at the beginning of the movie for playing too much jazz when he asked him to play Christmas music. <laughs> that movie's terrible. That's right. That's right. I hate that movie I so much. I forgot. Yeah. Fun fact, uh, there's a cameo at the end from the guy from Jurassic Park. No, there's not. There's not. And I hate that you do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not even going to justify that with an explanation. Those are many of the women who I think would be great as Barbara Gordon. The mm. last person I put on this list is Emma Kenny, who is in Shameless. And I think she would make a great Barbara Gordon because she looks like me. And I would like to see that on film. <laughs> okay. I have never seen Shameless. I don't know if Emma Kenny's a good actress. Probably. But she looks like me. And so she would do a great job. Okay. Okay. Interesting list. Let's. Last person on the list. Me. Are we sure? Pass me, WB. I have red hair and I can play smart. (laughs) I can pretend to code. Can you look like you're the type of person who jumps off of buildings? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Sure. And knows how to ride a motorcycle? Absolutely. You don't know how to ride a motorcycle. I can ride a bike. I can can drive a car. I assume you just marry the two skills together. (laughs) I don't think that that's how it works, but okay. Uh, So get at me, WB, at Batmates on Twitter, uh, batmatespodcast at gmail.com. My schedule is free and open. I do work a full-time job, but I would leave that to (laughs) go be Barbara Gordon. Anytime, anywhere, I will Uh, work for scale. You know what, though? The thing is, is you're not part of the Actors Guild, so... SAG? Yeah, so okay. the if you do get cast, they're going to protest the movie. No. And Warner Brothers doesn't want that. No, they'll just write, and introducing. Really? You can ca- yeah. Can you? Can you do that? I thought you had to be an actor, a member of the Screen Actors Guild in order to, like, be in a movie. How do you think people, okay, how do you okay. think people join the union? Because, okay, so in order to join the union, you have to have a number of appearances as like an extra, I'm pretty sure. Like you need to be an extra in at least two or three things before they'll let you into the guild. And then after you're in the guild, then you can get like lead parts. I don't think that's true. Okay. This is another thing I'm going to have to ask my, fil- my, my film friend. Oh, speaking of which, I have a correction from last week. Um, apparently, sometimes they will use real million dollar props. Like the uh, necklace that was in the Cleopatra film that was stolen in the last comic that we read. If it's like something that's going to get thrown around, then yeah, they'll probably use a plastic replacement. But for most shots, they are going to use the real the real deal. Especially if they can be like, ah, yes, it's a Rolex. Or like, oh, wow, you got that from Tiffany's. Definitely if it's branded. Yeah. So look forward to next week when we'll have researched how to join the Screen Actors Guild. <laughs> Bring you that question. <laughs> okay. What's next in news? That's it. That's the last piece of news. Uh, Watch out for me starring as Barbara Gordon, uh, 2024. 
That's the last piece of news? That's the last news. Oh, wait, there's one more. Uh-huh. Um, Batman, The Adventures Continue, Season yes. 2. I wanted to talk about this. Coming on June 1st, 2021. Well, okay, so the physical comics are releasing June 1st. So Batman, The Adventures Continue is a comic book set in the Batman, the animated series universe, which has been carrying on for all this time since its original release in, like, what was it, 92? Josh collects them. If you have number 12, he would really like one. That's if you true. Don't him one he has threatened that he is going to use his stimulus money to buy one <laughs> hey listen i want it i'm a collector all right it's part of my collection and i'm not i'm not the type of person who's like i'm gonna buy this expensive comic because it's gonna be worth more i'm not looking at it as an investment i'm looking at it as something like i want it's gonna be part of my collection and i'm not gonna sell it until i die and then my kid's gonna have it and they can do whatever they want with it okay because <laughs> it brings me joy okay Anyway, Batman The Adventures Continue takes place in the animated series universe. The first season of comics came out last year, and the season two just got announced, and it is going to feature the Court of Owls, which was a rebirth storyline? No, no it's new, actually a new 52. A new 52 storyline. The only good one. That's right. Uh, and the people who are working on it, are Alan Burnett and Paul Dini, who were writers on the original animated series show. And the artist is Ty Templeton from the original Batman Adventures comics that were based on the animated series. And then there's a a new artist that's also involved called Monica Kubina, and she did work on the DC Superhero Girls comics. Yeah. So digital issues for season two of Batman Adventures continue release on May 8th. And the physical version of the comics release on June 1st. I definitely read the Court of Owls ones. Yeah? I'd like to see their take on yeah. it. Yeah. You haven't read any of the one, the other ones that I picked up. They're, mm. they're pretty good. Okay. Especially the the eighth one that's the like sort of Christmassy themed one. It, that one features the, the ventriloquist, which I know you love. I do love the ventriloquist. <laughs> oh, I want to do an episode of the, the ventriloquist so badly. He wasn't introduced until like the Bronze Age, though. I know. He's my favorite. <laughs> All right. Maybe someday. Maybe for my birthday. Maybe we'll do some other pu- Silver Age puppet-themed villain and uh, we can talk about the ventriloquist. Yes, we'll spend like five minutes on the comic and then just spend the rest of the episode talking about the ventriloquist. Why do you love him so much? Um, I think it's just the ambiguity of like, is it really a possessed puppet that is like controlling this man? Like, is it really magic? Or is Arnold Wesker just like the smartest, most devious villain of all time who just has this switch that he can turn off and on and i just love that yeah i just think he's so interesting i think and like, it's pretty clear whatever the right answer is i love it he just has split personality disorder i think i love him <laughs> i love him so much and i love him when he doesn't have the puppet there's a story in rebirth when uh it's early when batman breaks him and catwoman and a couple other people out of jail because they're going to infiltrate santa prisca and he's Arnold Wesker is just like he's just so quiet and soft and at one point he and Catwoman are like infiltrating someplace and she's just like wait here and she leaves him there for hours and it like it goes back to him like several issues later and he's like she told me to wait here <laughs> like he's just so great <laughs> I do I really love it I think there was an episode of the animated series and he does it in the comic that I'm talking about too where he makes other puppets because it's not just he has that one Scarface puppet that's the gangster he does other puppets so yeah. like he has happy ones like he'll do like sock puppets and like one that I think in the animated series is one that looks like a frog or something that he becomes friends with I love that he's just a, a weird guy I think he's the best <laughs> 
All right. You want to get into the comic? Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's get into the comic. All right. Uh, Detective Comics 334. The writer was Gardner Fox. The penciler was Sheldon Maldoff. The anchor was Joe Giella, and the editor was Julius Schwartz. And I believe the title of this comic is The Man Who Stole from Batman? You are correct. Okay. So, I'm doing the story. One night, while the dynamic duo is patrolling in the Batmobile, they come across dollar bills spread across the street. Money in the street. Um, I mentioned it earlier, but we're recording this the week that many Americans are receiving a stimulus check. So I was like, big mood. (laughs) The streets are flooded with money. I love it. So Batman and Robin follow the trail in the Batmobile down the alley where they see a man in a giant grasshopper costume. It's Killer Moth. I mean, a huge grasshopper. Yeah. And I don't know why he can't secure that purse. Just close it up. It's yeah, a, that's it right. must have a little so, class. Yeah, the, the purse is hemorrhaging money as he's like hopping down this alleyway. Yeah, he could have gotten away with it. The man leaps away and they follow him only to find that he has disappeared at the end of the alleyway. As they check the trash cans to see if he's hiding in them, he calls to them from the rooftop. (laughs) He explains that he is the grasshopper with mighty leg muscles like his namesake. Just to backtrack a little bit, he climbs up on the roof and then he says, Batman, Robin, here I am up on the roof. And Batman turns and says, incredible. (laughs) A man climbing on a roof? Inconceivable, says the man who lives as a bat. (laughs) I hated that. It is a a great panel where he's just like... Hey guys, I'm up here. And Batman's like, how? <laughs> what? And then a few minutes later, he's like, I want to rope myself up there. And then he gets on the roof. Yeah. And then uh, I guess his incredible was just that he got up there super fast. Yeah, yeah. And once he explains. Inexplicably. Yeah, once he explains that it's because he's got really strong leg muscles, I was wondering, you know, do we think he just never skips a leg day? Or does he have those like springy shock absorbing things that Chell wears in the Portal games? Oh, yeah. Well, we'll learn later that he doesn't actually have super strong legs. Yeah. That makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. But go ahead. Okay. Actually, he does, though. That's true. He does. He breaks. What is he? He breaks oh, the world record. You know what? You know what? You know what? We're gonna get into that. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's that's for later. So Batman and Robin use their bat ropes to climb up the building as the grasshopper taunts them. And upon reaching the top, they find that the grasshopper has gone, and he has left a note for them telling them that he is on a campaign to steal their most prized possessions, and he's stealing the Batmobile at this very moment. I love that he tries to distract them and mm-hmm. tell them exactly what he was going to do. In the first in, place, yeah. In that note. It's not like Batman could have stopped reading at any moment and been like, oh, well, let me go get my car then. Yeah, <laughs> he's well, about to steal it. Well, they watch as the grasshopper starts the motor despite the Batmobile's unnamed security measures. They're just like, oh, he started it despite all the things that we have in place to stop him from doing that. Mm -hmm. But they don't ever explain what they have that stops him from doing that. Invisibility cloaking. He he has, it seems like he maybe just hotwired it or he has some sort of uh, skeleton key. Maybe. He looks hilarious in every panel with these gigantic like bug eyes, but like tiny, tiny little pupils and just the cutest little antennae. (laughs) I really love the grasshopper. Yeah, it is a great costume. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, Completely green. It does look a lot like Killer Moths. It's absolutely Killer Moths. Except he has four wings instead of two like like Killer Moths. I guess. Robin says that it would be embarrassing for them to report the Batmobile stolen, to which Batman agrees, mm-hmm. and vows to find it without the police's help. 
As they start their walk home, they wonder what the next target will be and discuss Bruce's obligation at the Alfred's Foundation's charity auction tomorrow night. At home, Dick suggests that they cancel, but Bruce refuses and asks to stand... Uh, uh, sorry, asks him to stand by in costume. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you mentioned that he's like, well, what's going to happen? Batman's going to make an appearance, but you're going to be there too. Mm-hmm. It seems like ba- like Bruce is going to do that romantic comedy trope where he goes on two dates in one night. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's going to be a busy night. <laughs> yeah, although we'll learn that it isn't that comical. No, it's not. Okay. So we join Bruce Wayne the following night aboard the Water Baby Yacht. I love that name of the yacht being Water Baby. (laughs) Uh, And he's there for the auction. After announcing Batman's planned appearance, he goes backstage and does a quick change and emerges from the same door five seconds later as the Masked Manhunter. And he thanks his alter ego for the introduction. That quick change is nothing. Yeah. Have you ever seen Legally Blonde on Broadway? I have. Well, no, I've seen Legally Blonde with your mother as the costume designer. I think they had a similar quick change, didn't they? Well, they didn't have this one that I'm thinking of. Okay. You can watch it on YouTube because uh, they recorded it for MTV. Just search MTV Legally Blonde on Broadway. It's in the first song, which is called Oh My God, You Guys. Uh, there's a character who, like, they're all leaving to go meet Elle to, like, help her shop for an engagement outfit. And a girl runs on up to like she's on this balcony that's uh, at the top of the stage and she's like hey wait for me and she's wearing a towel on her head and a bathrobe and like a face mask like a clay face mask on and she jumps and rides down a fire pole and by the time she gets to the bottom she's in like a full outfit and like hair and her mask is gone and I it blows my mind I don't know how they did it and it I love it so much I love it when like stage productions do magic tricks yeah like i love i love uh phantom of the opera because there's a lot of magic tricks in that too Mm -hmm. that's why i love seeing those those shows live where you're like because you're not going to a magic series you don't necessarily expect it but when it does happen you're like ooh. yeah most quick changes in shows are actually exactly like in this comic where they're just running the other thing underneath yeah and they're able to just sort of like have somebody grab the thing that like actually they do this in legally blonde later in that scene where Elle like finds the perfect dress and like all the girls gather around her for like i don't know two measures of music Mm -hmm. and then by the time they step away she's wearing the other dress she just took off the other dress she was wearing and handed it to an to another girl on stage and then that girl like hit it underneath a different dress that you didn't realize yeah i think there's a youtube video of of some somebody who is setting the world record for like most number of quick changes and some of them are, are dresses where you can like pull it up and it becomes like a shorter dress mm-hmm. and the bottom of the the other dress is like the top of the new one mm-hmm. those are interesting you know what the most fabulous one is what's is actually in uh frozen mm-hmm. on broadway which you can also find on youtube i want to say it was on the view they performed when elsa's doing her quick change in let it go it's literally just the there's like, I don't know, like fish line or something attached to her. And it it happens right in front of your eyes in an instant. Like the, all these like just lines get pulled and the dress just like flies off of her and she's wearing a different dress. It's, it's so cool. And if you watch it on The View, like these women in the audience just freak out. But actually they've been freaking out the whole time. Literally they freak out when she like raises her hand and some like projections go across the stage of lights. They're like, what? I'm like, it's projections. Please calm down. 
So it feels a little unearned when they like freak out about the quick change, even though that is really amazing. Okay, I'm sorry. We've talked about quick changes long enough. Okay, I yeah. was very excited. So, yeah, Batman basically just has a tearaway suit. Or yeah, Bruce Wayne has a tearaway suit. He tears it away. His Batman costume is underneath. He pulls the cowl over his head, walks out, and is like, thanks, Bruce, for the introduction. It was great. <laughs> and so we move on to the cowled crusader beginning an auction, and he's auctioning off a batarang, which helped him save Robin's life, which the comic helpfully tells us was in Batman number 164. <laughs> When the podium he is standing at opens up and the grasshopper yoinks the bat- batarang out of Batman's hand. Grasshopper has been waiting in that podium for two days. For two days? It feels like it. Why? Well, because like, was it last night that they Yeah, it was last him? night. And I'm All sure right, that they just... He's been waiting a whole day. Not a whole day. Well, nobody saw him crawl in there. Well, he was part, maybe he was uh, part of the setup. Because we do see later on that one of these guys is disguised as a crew member. So he's probably like a, he disguised himself as a stagehand, was like, sure, I got the podium, and then put the podium out. And crawled inside of it. And crawled inside of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I waited there for at least an hour. Probably. Yeah, definitely. He's been in there for a while, but it was worth it because now he has Batman's Batarang that he used to save Robin's life. Okay. Good for him, I guess. He's got more. Yeah, the the villain bursts out of the podium, delivering a blow to Batman's jaw before he begins hopping away. And Batman pursues, coming to a dead end in the ship's stateroom. Is this what you wanted to talk about? Well, I just like that there's also a Lucky Charms ad in here, and Uh St. Patrick's Day is in three days. Oh, interesting. Kind of a fun coincidence. The, the, uh, The leprechaun looks a little different than he does in modern day. Yeah. He's kind of a fatter fellow <laughs> yeah he's he's got like stick legs and stick arms yeah uh you skipped over something that i really wanted to talk about okay let's go um so he's he he punches batman and then he says a hop a step and a long jump carry the grasshopper across the room and through a doorway mm-hmm. and the grasshopper says the world record for the hop step and jump is around 60 feet but with my special abilities i can do far better than that okay Come over here into my corner. <laughs> Come over here. It's Becca's Olympics corner. It's Becca's Olympics corner. The song from Chariots of Fire. The hop, step, and jump. I'm just silently shaking my head over here. <laughs> the hop, step, and jump is today known as the triple jump and has been a part of the modern Olympics since they began in Athens in 1896. Oh, wow. Also, historical records of the ancient Olympic Games mention long jumps of 15 meters or more, which is 50 feet, which many historians believe is just describing the triple jump because the current world record for the long jump is only 8.95 meters. Okay. There's no way they were jumping like double what we have are now. Okay. Uh, so Grasshopper is right that the record is around 60 feet, but he's rounding up a lot. Really? This issue was written after the 1964 Summer Olympics in Tokyo, which funny enough is in Tokyo this year, uh, where Joseph Schmitz of Poland set the Olympic record at 55.2 feet. I tried okay. to convert everything from meters to feet because he mentions 60 feet in here. Okay. 
the farthest back world record I could find uh, is actually just 1985, which was 58 feet 7 inches, and that was set by American Mike Conley. Amazingly, the current world record is exactly 60 feet. Really? Um, however, that was set in 1995 and hasn't been beaten since. Wow. It's coming up on, it's 26 years now that that record has not been beaten. Wow. Was it set by a tall guy? Did, are tall guys better at jumping? Uh, it was set by Jonathan Edwards of Great Britain. I'm not 100% sure how tall he is, but I watched the recent Rio Olympics uh-huh. and it didn't seem like there was much in common between the number one and number two athletes, except for the fact that they had really strong leg muscles. Okay. So I don't necessarily think... You think it's it's more just about the strength of your muscles yeah, than it's about it is physiology. The, the length of your legs. Yeah. Because so, I figured you, you could get more, you could like bend down more and get more spring out of your legs if you have longer legs, but I guess that... That doesn't mean much if you mm-hmm. don't have strong... Because I guess if you think about it in terms of a spring, mm-hmm. a longer spring doesn't necessarily mean that it's that it'll like bounce further. It, it's The strength of it is actually more important. Mm-hmm. And also what's really important is like their sprint beforehand. Oh, yeah. okay. They do okay. sprint before jumping, yeah. which is important. Uh, so anyway, it was... The world record from 1995 was set by Jonathan Edwards of Great Britain. However, right behind him, currently at 59 feet... And 8.75 inches and 59 feet and 7 inches are two Americans, Christian Taylor, who won gold in Beijing in 2016, and Will Clay, who won the silver. So I'll definitely be watching the triple jump really closely this summer to see if either of them can top 60 feet. Because that would be pretty cool. And then they could become the grasshopper. Then they could become the grasshopper, yes, and steal (laughs) that man's better eggs. Um, So yeah. That was Becca's Olympic Corner. She's really excited for the Olympics. Okay. Thank you. So after the grasshopper jumps away, Batman follows him he into the state's room where he is nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. The room is empty. He's, he's bamboozled Batman again. <laughs> he has. Uh, luckily... Robin spots the bounding criminal from the bat boat and climbs aboard to stop him. The grasshopper spots him, however, and pushes him off the side of the ship, sending him plummeting past the porthole that Batman is peering out of. I love it. He's just like, bye. (laughs) It is then revealed to us that the grasshopper is actually twins dressed in the same costume who are using contortion abilities to hide and they pull off switcheroos. There's two of them. Yeah. So in the previous encounter, one of them was already atop the roof while the other one hid in the small box in the back of the alley, who then, that one that was on the ground, stole the Batmobile when the other one, when the, when the dynamic duo climbed onto the roof. Mm-hmm. Is that clear enough? Yeah. There was one on the ground, one on the roof. The and one the on the one roof on the ground stole the car. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the one while the one on the roof was taunting them. Yeah. Okay. The grasshopper the Batman was chasing on the yacht vaulted up into a chandelier and he's hiding in a chandelier from Batman's view. Mm-hmm. So Batman rushes to the deck to check on Robin and he sees the other grasshopper starting up the bat boat to make a getaway. Oh no. He says that he uh he intends to steal that boat, is what Robin says, and mm-hmm. you see Grasshopper think that isn't all I'm going to steal, and I just thought he intends to also steal Batman's heart. Aww. <laughs> 
No, what he also intends to steal is Robin because he scoops Robin out of the water with a giant net, like a like a six foot across net. I've stolen your boy. <laughs> yeah. My boy! Where's my boy? He then throws Batman's batarang back to him with a note attached. Uh, and, and it's explained that there was like a handoff between the first grasshopper that stole the batarang and the second grasshopper that's stealing the bat boat. Okay. To, they had to like justify it. Yeah. And the note on the Batarang uh, is taunting Batman that he's stolen two more of his prized possessions. Mm. So without any way to pursue, Batman changes back into his Bruce Wayne costume and thanks every member of the crew as they disembark. Having heard both grasshoppers speak, Batman is able to deduce that the grasshopper is two men. Detective work. Yeah, so he he tails one of the crewmates whose voice he recognized as the grasshopper. I had a joke making fun of the fact that it calls the crew member a seaman, but Josh cut it because I'm in joke jail. <laughs> I'm in funny person jail. You're not in funny person jail. I'm just trying to keep our humor a little bit more highbrow. All right. Continue with your jokeless podcast. I'll be over here in funny person jail. <laughs> Juvenile. <laughs> the the crook knows that he's being tailed. So, so Bruce gives pursuit as Batman. And the crook knows he's being tailed. But in his thought bubble, we see that this is all according to plan. And as he follows, Batman comes to a building where he sees the other grasshopper tied up. Assuming that Robin broke free and may need help, Batman enters the building via the skylight and wanders the halls silently. From one of the rooms, he hears Robin's voice, but he recognizes it as a recording, and Batman prevents an ambush uh, by rushing the door and sending it flying off the hinges at the waiting gang members. The motion lines in this are really wild. He goes shoulder first into the door and then he like falls sideways and looks like he like rolls to yeah. get it continuing into the room. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he rolls and like knocks down the grasshopper that's in this room. And he does like a handstand kick to two of the other armed goons. This fight scene is reminds me a lot of like Arkham games. Like oh, yeah. He's just flying around the room from guy to guy, just like button mashing. And there's tons of them in there, but none of them are attacking him. Yeah, They're yeah, all just yeah. kind of waiting their turn to get beaten up. To get the guns kicked out of their hands and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, the second grasshopper happens upon the brawl, but he's too late as Batman hurls the table that had the tape machine at him and knocks him out. Uh, Batman then finds Robin, uh, along with the Batmobile and the Batboat. As the two talk about how the crooks got Robin's voice, which is explained as they interrogated Robin and then they edited voice clips together to make it sound like he was talking... Uh, the Batmobile's phone rings with a pre-recorded message. Mm. The line states that the message is from the Outsider who hired the Grasshopper gang. The Outsider outlines that he will be orchestrating more perilous capers, threatening to take away Batman's most prized possession, his life. Ooh. It's so weird. Uh, it seems so strange to me that they're like really rattled by this Outsider. They're like, yeah. he could be anywhere. He could be anyone. He could strike at any moment. It's like that describes everyone you've ever fought. Yeah, that and describes like every criminal. <laughs> hundreds of bad guys. Why are you so scared? There's always people gunning for Batman's death. So yeah. why would they be surprised that there's this one guy? I guess maybe it's because he was able to orchestrate something where they he was able to take away like three things. 
he was able to take away the Batmobile and the Batboat and Robin. And all he needed was two guys. Pretty much. I mean, there was armed guards in this building, but, but before that, it was just the two grasshopper guys. This outsider guy seems pretty mysterious. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> We're going to go over the outsider in next week's episode. Hmm. We're going to cover him and his backstory and, and all the interesting things about him. We're going to learn more about him. And we'll go over his first, like, appearance appearance where he's actually physically there. Yeah, you see his drawing. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. Anything else to say about the comic? Any any moral of the story? Um, just, you know, like, train hard. If you, like, sprint really hard, and then you're just going to want to, like, launch off on your right foot, whatever your dominant foot is. Okay. And then it's really about, like, how you land on your next foot, and that really, like, propels you into the step. And then if you can just, like, jump off of both feet and remember not to sit down or put your hands behind you, because that is where it's going to be marked. Mm. And then, yeah, you can easily get to 60 feet. Okay. That's the moral of the story. Got it. They do leave a couple of loose ends in this comic where they like they beat up and knock out the grasshopper gang, but then they don't call the police to come and pick them up. And they also don't get the bat boat, but they'll be, they're like, we'll come back tomorrow and get it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, what's stopping the grasshopper gang from taking the boat and hiding it somewhere else, I guess. They got beat up and now they're sad. <laughs> they're too sad. Yeah, me too, honestly. Uh, yeah, that's really all I have to say about this comic. I did want to mention that there's a Batman's hotline, which is like letters to the editor in this issue. And uh, there's, there's one from a disgruntled reader, which I read to Becca earlier. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it, it, he wonders why Batman doesn't just carry a gun and also why the criminals never finish him off. It's, it's this reader that's very upset. And he's like, why doesn't Batman pack heat? <laughs> why do the criminals ever kill Batman? He's like, they have plenty of chances to. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. It's really funny that he's like, listen... These comic things don't make that much sense, even though he's reading issues. Are these that, for children or something? <laughs> yeah, it's like clowns that steal jewels from, like, galas that Gotham has continuously. Mm. <laughs> and he's like, why don't Batman carry a gun? <laughs> why are there always just piles of money at every at every event? What? Dear... Julia Schwartz. Dear Julia Schwartz, you ever heard of checks? <laughs> Love Josh from the 50s <laughs> and 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's it's really funny that people get so upset about these. It's like, they're just goofy stories, but Nothing just... has changed. People are still really upset about superheroes. I know. I know. It's, it's so funny to see people back in, like, the 60s were still as into it and, and pedantic as they are nowadays. Dear Kevin Feige, are you? worried that China won't buy movie tickets if you put Mephisto in WandaVision. <laughs> Have you thought about the fact that in the comics it's pretty cool that her sons Billy and Tommy become his arms? I would like to see that on my Disney Plus, please. <laughs> Love, Becca. <laughs> uh, comic books are weird. Yeah. And silly and funny, and the people who read them are weird and silly and funny. <laughs> we certainly are. And that's the real moral of the story. All that stuff I said about the triple jump. <laughs> Although that's also true. And if you're listening to this... And you um, want to become an Olympic athlete that does the triple jump? Christian Taylor and Will Clay... Uh, shoot for 60 feet. Shoot for 60 feet. I'm rooting for you. I mean, they don't need to shoot for that. They already 
They're still active? They're going to be in this year's Olympics? I would assume so. They were both pretty young in in 2016. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well... Unlike the other sport I follow, which is uh, gymnastics, where you really only just get, like, one Olympiad before you're too tall. Well, no, because what's her name... I'm blanking on the name. Simone you know who, Biles? Yeah, Simone Biles okay. has been in like three Olympics, hasn't she? Uh, she was in her second and she will be in Tokyo. Okay. Simone Biles is, and I say this lovingly, a freak of nature and the most <laughs> talented athlete who has ever lived. And she can do gymnastics forever. Uh, no one is like her. No one can be compared to her. Us mere mortals... <laughs> Uh, even the best in the world can really only compete for like an Olympiad, maybe two, before you just get too tall and too developed to like mm. pull off the really hard moves. Um, but Simone will be perfect forever. So. Okay. Love <laughs> her so much. Well, uh, I think that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Our, our, if, you, if anyone wants to reach out to us, you can reach out to us at batmatespodcast at gmail.com. And you can now follow us on Twitter at batmates. And you should, because... Uh, we'll post fun stuff. Maybe, yeah. Maybe if Marvel will follow us. <laughs> maybe we'll. Oh. Maybe we should post some like silly, silly comic panels from the stuff that we find. Honestly, mm-hmm. we could do that. And shout out to Samuel Otten, who runs the Justice League Universe podcast. You can find him on YouTube, and you can also find him at Twitter at JLU Podcast. He was one of our first followers and uh, blasted us out to his followers. So we really appreciate that. Thank you, Samuel. Thank you. And we'll listen to your podcast, too. Uh, so yeah, follow us on Twitter and thank you so much to people who have helped us create this podcast. Uh, shout out to Savannah Storm who created our logo. You can find her on Instagram at art.by.savvys. And shout out to Ben Dean. You can find his stuff at... How do you still under this? tinyurl.com <laughs> slash B-E-N-D-E-A-N-E. Okay. Well, have a good week, everybody. Have a good week, everybody. Get excited for next week's episode on The Outsider. Ooh, who is he? Who is The Outsider? Ooh. He could be anybody. All right, (laughs) goodbye.